What is up, my Gagla geeks? And welcome to tonight's episode where we're going to be talking about In the Heights. We're going to be talking about Loki. We're going to be talking about all of the fun things that happened this week. And of course, I am joined by my co-host, Chaz. How's it going, man? Dude, it's Friday. It's Friday. Cue Daniel Craig. Cue Dan. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. <laughs> that needs to be something that we click on to when it's the weekend. Yeah, I, I agree. Think so. I agree. I'm sorry if there's a little bit of choppiness with this video feed. We're working on it, but you should hear us very well. I agree. Because we got very good, we have a very good mic setup. You can hear me okay, right? It's not too. No, I can hear you. Can you hear cool. me? Yeah, I can hear you. You're like a little bit too loud, Chaz. Okay. Hola. <laughs> So, how have you you been? How's the week been? Dude, it's been a week. It's been really clustered, but it could be worse, you know? It's it's not too bad. It could be worse than it has Has been. Has it felt strange that these weeks are going by fast? Yeah, I had the realization that we're six months into the year already, Mm -hmm. and it has... (sighs) It's gone by fast. It's gone by fast. Yeah. I don't know what to say to that. I'm really excited for this episode, though. We're talking about so many things that we like. I know. And Frank might show up to lick our knees. We might have a special guest to talk about a certain slop trough with all of our piggies. You know? Yeah. What? I just, that pig noise, I love it. Yeah, it's so good. Well, let's get into the first bit, which is always... It's Gaggle of Geeks. What are you geeking about? Chaz, what are you geeking about, dude? Well, I just beat Mass Effect three, so I beat the whole trilogy. I know, I know. Um, but here's the thing, because there's different endings with that game. Mm-hmm. So the second game, I did research on to make sure I got a good ending. Right, I want yeah. most of my crew to survive and whatever, because it's all based off your decisions throughout the whole games. Sure. So I'm like the third game. I'm just going to try to get an outcome and I'm not going to do research. I just, I want to see what ending I get. Right. Okay. And there's a part where I jokingly shot at a hologram and the hologram was like, Oh, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is like a computer. Yeah. It's an AI so the computer took revenge on you. Essentially, it was uh, what did he say? He said something where it's just like, well, that's a shame, or so be it. It was so be it. He said it in a very demonic voice. And then he like destroys Earth. And I was like, what? 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 I was just cool, kidding. Because like, I didn't make a shoot a hologram, right? It was a joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to essentially, um, yeah, I, I had to reboot the game before it saved so I could get the different ending because yeah. that went dark. Very cool. What have you been geeking about? Well, finishing the game. What is it? Here's the thing. So these narrative-based story games, I don't necessarily play them a lot. Okay. I played I played the Spider-Man games, but really nothing else. What do you feel? How much was the game, first of all? I think it was 60 bucks for, 60 bucks. All, for okay. all three games, and it comes with all the DLC for those games because it's a remaster from the ones from the, uh, I think it's the 360. Mm, okay. How long did it take to finish the game? Uh, so the first game, it took me about two days. Mm. First game is really weird paced, but it's from 2007. So it kind of makes sense, right? Yeah. Second, so is it worth it because of how long it took to beat the game or just because the story is so good? Was it too fast or was it worth the price point? Dude, it's worth Video the price games point. are always iffy for me when it comes to price. They're like 90 bucks sometimes. Yeah, no, no, it's worth the price. I, I, 
really enjoyed it. I mean, because the first game was the one that needed the most remastering anyway. So mm-hmm. I thought it flowed pretty well. Hey, like it, you know, it's, it's just the 2007 remaster. But the second game is where the whole trilogy really picks up. Yeah. And that's where you kind of feel the consequences of your decisions. And so there's all these different ways to play it, right? And of mm-hmm. course, I wanted the best outcome because I heard so many mixed feelings on the end. I'm like, I want, I want to be the good guy, you know? Yeah. But they recommend playing the game, making all these decisions, how you would do it if you're put in that situation. Mm-hmm. So there's some situ- situations where I'm like, I feel trapped. I, I feel very trapped, but we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And there's either a Paragon, which is the really good angelic dude, right? Or you're a renegade, which is the evil. And what would I be? I don't know, Patrick. What would you be? I haven't played the game. That's why I asked. Well, the, the, the summary of the game is that there's these machines. Just tell me what I'd be. I, I don't know. Let me ask you. I'd be a renegade. Would you be a renegade? I'd fight. So would you want these machines, like these old I'd machine, like a rebel. I'd be alien, a rebel. sentient beings to harvest humans no. and collect their consciousness? No. Would you want that? No. Then you're not a renegade. But I would fight to win and I'd attack people. That's a paragon. All right. Then I guess I'm a paragon. The, the renegade's basically saying, yeah, you know, humanity deserves this. Oh, so they're like nihilists. Yeah. Well, they don't do anything then. They're just like, they're all grunge aliens. Yeah, I don't know. So I played the Paragon playthrough, and I kind of wanted to, to not do that. Hmm. My next playthrough, because it's yeah. it's very replayable, and I think that's the key to video games. Once you beat it, is it replayable to this trilogy? Yes. Oh, snap. Nat's in the building. Please take the microphone. Microphone right there. Sweet. Speaking of segments going well. Hello. Hi. Yes. <laughs> it works. Working? The GoPro works. It works. Awesome. <laughs> Hello, world. Uh, Nate got Alan hooked on Knockout City. That's awesome. Well, that's fun. How well, was that, by the way? You were were you on the show last yeah, week? Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was, was fun. That? It was fun. Nice. It was it was good. We talked about Knockout City, and I actually was watching more videos afterwards. So, oh, very cool. What what do we owe this pleasure, <laughs> my love? Speaking of Knockout City, I would like to talk about something else that's a knockout. <laughs> Slap trough. Yeah, this last episode, it was. We just ugh. watched the most recent episode of Ninety <laughs> Day Happily Ever After, and let me tell you, world, it's a. It's a knockout. It's a whirlwind. We have a lot of takes on this latest episode. It was right before you came in. We finished it. And um, yeah, we usually do that. We watched 90 Day before. And this one, there's a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of issues with people. I'm also introducing I'm also introducing a new segment on our next show. Is it called What I Think It Is? No. Aww. Well, maybe. <laughs> what do you think it is? Front crotch. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> How do you come back? What from would that? that even be? What would that even entail? I, I, don't, I don't know. We shouldn't make it though. <laughs> yeah, that's don't worry, that's not where I was headed. That's a bad but, idea. <laughs> anyway, yes, slop trough will be up next week. Well, let's next describe week describe slop trough oh, again for the people. So like there was 90 day, it? but what else do we do? Oh, okay. Or are we going to do? Well, love after lockup will be coming back in a <laughs> I think a week from today, either a week from today or two weeks from today. I don't know. 
But love after lockup is what I like to refer to as the sludge at the bottom of the dumpster. So it is the lowest of the low with reality TV. Like you really can't get lower than what this show is. So we're going to be covering it. We're probably going to be leveling up our class a little bit too to offset the trash. It. And we're going to be talking about Real Housewives of Potomac when it comes back Ooh, in July. That's some good, good. Um, we'll probably cover some like reality TV news and just like general no updates. Chaz, I... <laughs> She can't hear us because she doesn't have headphones. Shut up! I could do. <laughs> I could do without your judgmental snickering. I'm not, I'm not judging at that. <laughs> what your feet do? Yeah. You're in trouble. Why are you being so mean, Chaz? What's your problem? We all have yeah. our stuff. I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. We all have our things. You said yeah. love, love after lockup. I'm like, yo, who would date these trashy people? Continue. Wait, you said that. I'm thinking it. Oh. Oh, I was, I'm intrigued. I was like, I like that this is a two-person camera thing too. I like that we put it right there. That way everybody could be it. I bet we could do super wide, then I could be in it. This is like a linear mode for the GoPro. Yeah. But I do like this. This is such a cool it's like it's almost like a talk show. Doesn't this so? look a little bit talk showy? Well, no, cut back to you when it shows you two. Because you're yeah. you're at the desk and she's at the chair. So, Trashiest Natalie, you've been show. up late night with us. How do you feel? That's a radio voice. That didn't work. Anyway, but, slap drop. Well, yeah, that's the show. I mean, it's new, so we're still film. We're still formulating what we want it to be, and we're we do different segments and games. We are more produced on that show yeah. than we are on any other show in Gaggle Geeks. Are you? Well, because we upload it. It's pre-recorded. Like, it's pre-recorded, so it's in 1080p, 60 frames. It's not grainy like what we have sometimes on this, which is okay. That's not a big deal. This isn't grainy. This is for a live show. It's pretty good. Mm. Well, for a live show. Now, with you being here, I'm going to choose my geeking about as slot trough because okay. I am geeking about getting to do it with you again okay. and doing these podcasts because I love you and getting to just sit and nerd out about garbage shows that we've been watching. And honestly, like, our relationship is bonded over our relationship over is built garbage. on trash. Make with mm -hmm. that what you will, world. Decide whatever that means to you. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. I love you, honey. Thank you. And please check out Slop Trop. You it's it's a good show. And we're gonna be bringing on more people as we go from there. All right. We did it. Okay. That was such a good she was trying to leave without giving me a high five. There were so. zero flaws with that. There was no with bringing her in. That was fun. That was amazing. Is Frank staying with us? Or Frank might chill with us. Okay. But in any case, so now that we're done with that, we need to cut to, man, we've been doing this for, for quite a while, this segment. Let's move over to the to the new segment. The new segment that we've been wanting to cover. The News Day with Chaza. Patrick, are you ready for this? The news. The give news. It to me. The news. Chaz, the news. I, I, let me give you a proper introduction, real quick. Okay. Chaz goes on the internet. He serves that internet. He scours it and he finds some tasty morsels that he can deliver to us in bite sized new form. And he's got the news of the week. Chaz, give it to us. What do you have? That's a good sale, man. Um, first off, I'm excited about this because let me preface this by saying I'm not a huge fan of anime. Okay, but Lord of the Rings is going to be an anime. I saw that this morning. Yeah, what do you think of that? I'm intrigued. Okay, so this is coming from Warner Brothers. This isn't the Amazon thing. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. At New Line, it's at New Line. So whoever is over at New Line. Okay. So is this any 
does it have any threads to the Lord of the Rings that we know from Peter Jackson's version, or will it be completely different? You know what I mean? Like, will they have the visual palette of a Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, or are they going to go for a completely different dystopia or, or a landscape, you know? I don't know. Like I like how Amazon hopefully will be doing it. I If they go for Peter Jackson, then what's the point of putting so much money into it? Yeah, because, I mean, what, the franchise was like over a billion, right? Yep. That's crazy. But crazy. That's Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> That's him. <laughs> yeah, that is. But I hope it has some Peter Jackson-esque, because a lot of the shots are beautiful, especially in the mm-hmm. 4K. Like, it's just, dude, you can't really top that in fantasy. I mean, people base their fantasy off that you know what i mean yeah but i also it being animated i wonder if they're gonna go the old cartoon lord of the rings interesting where it's gonna be a throwback to that even and it's like a mixed mash of those styles mm-hmm. because i think you could do a lot of beautiful cartoon imagery i'm beginning that. to really love anime and appreciate anime i don't know it as much as a lot of people and frankly I think it's enough to even do its own gaggle of geek show. If any, if we ever go down that road and bring somebody in for anime, it would be its entirely own thing. I agree. It would be, but I've been watching like, what was the last one I watched was Akira, I believe last month. And just the, the depth of animation, uh, whether it's hand-drawn, whether it's like kind of the initial beginnings, like what they did with the original Beauty and the beast where some of that was kind of like digital rendering alongside of, Anime knows how to do it the right way. I've not seen any other animation format be able to incorporate that kind of stuff the way that they do, like Studio Ghibli films and and anything else. I've seen. Like I said, I don't have a huge history of it. But I'm excited to see what they would do with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, when I know they are bringing um, Phil- Philippa Boyens on as a consultant mm. who was the um, scribe for Return of the King. So that's kind of cool. I'm down for that. It is at Warner Brothers, by the way. So, Oh, nice. Well, what else is there? Well, what else we got here, dude, is this is kind of... What else you got? This is kind of depressing, okay? Um, China Mm. has more ban, like censorship, on movies coming out. Yeah, I I saw that you posted this. You know, it's it's tough because this is is news, of course. Like, we're getting the news. But is any of this news to us? No. No. Or is this any of it... Is any of it unexpected? No. No. So I don't know why we cover it. I don't know. You should have told me that. No, I don't I, I don't mean <laughs> you specifically. I mean like I don't know why like because because well here's the thing. So local like, butcher butchers something. Well, I mean like, here's the here's the thing. So water, what? I think we have a lot of studio ties in China with like marketing and distribution, like Fast and the Furious, for example. Why they had to go back and apologize for the whole country thing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's because there's so much money tied to it. So I wonder if that's why. Um, who knows? But going from here, because we're going to be covering this show, you know, I'll save I'll save that as a segue. Sure, sure. Um, so also, we have The Mandalorian. Okay. Season three is filming. And Boba Fett, we have the the new details on the book of book Boba, of Boba Fett. Fett. Yep. And that is going to be uh, basically what happens after Return of the Jedi. Ooh. And it's going to be like 2.5, essentially, like Mandalorian 2.5. Like, yeah. So I'm excited for that. I'm glad they're going back and explaining it because yeah. that does warrant explanation. <clears throat> does it, though? You would rather them just see where he goes from there? Because I do think it was, it's going to do both. Like, it's going to be a flashback of where he came from, from the Sarlacc pit, obviously, and how he's taking over. 
you know? Yeah. Or at least if they're smart, they'll do that in one season. And then once that season's over, have it all catch up to the beginning and then have them maybe kind of be like what, I don't know, what what Aquaman 2 or what, uh, sadly, Black Panther 2 might have been where it was like, now you're king, here's what it's like, yeah. you know? Yeah, I if they do the flashback, I think they could balance not only tie in the nostalgic of the, the original trilogy, but also mm. tie it into how it fits in the Mandalorian because it's balancing the two, you know, and kind of come to a meeting point. But in other Star Wars news, um, Liam Neeson, because, you know, there's hope. Liam, there's hope. Liam Neeson. As Qui-Gon Jinn. Are you going to be that he'd make, Jedi He'd again? be making an appearance, and it turns out, according to him, no. He's a lying bitch. I think he's lying too because in the, clone, in the clone wars, he does that cameo you voiceover. Accuser. Did you know that? Yeah. I actually, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. He ha- he has a cameo voiceover. Um, cause he, he's in ghost form essentially. And he talks to Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. So to have the, him not be in an Obi-Wan. Yes. He's lying. Well, he's lying. Well, there's so many wish lists for Obi-Wan for the big fans that really want it. So here's some of the things that I know they definitely want. Number one is Qui-Gon. They they want to see. Oh, I'm so sorry, Chess. Why don't you react to it? You need to react to these things. I'm doing it for I'll you. Up the next article. I'm doing it for you. You need to be disgusted. Next article. You're not even disgusted by me. I try to make them nasty and greasy. No, nah, dude. The greasy audience. If if that came out your butt and like your butt cheese kind of like okay, then then that'd be a different story. Nah, okay. it has to be squeaky, like a squeaky, like it's escaping through the skin crack of your, like your boxers, you know? That like was how a little better. Like, yeah, that yeah. Was closer. It was a little bit wet. Yeah. Oh, boy. What's your other story? Um, This one is, so um, Rez Ahmed, right? Rez Ahmed. Yeah. He uh, is backing a study with uh, USC um, about trying to figure out how Muslims are presented in the culture of cinema in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And they are grossly underrepresented. Yeah. Which kind of ties into our segment last week or two weeks ago with the war films. How it was like, there was that weird war thing, you know, with how they were being portrayed. So I think it's interesting and I'm curious to see where that goes, especially with how much we have, oh, it's on you, how much it's been um, tying into other cultures, you know, especially with like in the Heights, how that ties in a lot of the Latin culture. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what the study does and what people can do with it because I do think there's a lot of room to grow in that sense. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I agree. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then this, this probably tie into our next segment, maybe unless you have something before, but Loki. Yes. Good old Loki. According to deadline, Loki has a first day viewership that scores record for Disney plus and Marvel series. Mm-hmm. Isn't he already signed on to have a season two? As well, um, I actually don't know that much. Okay. It doesn't. Will you read it? Tell me that one more time, just so I could process it again. Okay, Loki first day viewership scores record for Disney Plus Marvel series. I'm glad we didn't use the picture I had. It was just it with lots of money. That makes no sense to what you just said. Well, um, so because it probably made money. We will never really know what the streaming, you know stuff is well what's, but the what, fact that it was this popular is really a good sign were you what, worried with wednesday was i what worried with it changing from friday to wednesday no i think it fits his character and yeah. i think here why what yeah i think because his character is kind of like just the how do you explain it he's like the one he's like the stepbrother where he's 
So he has he's, to have a Wednesday and that makes sense. Well, here's the thing. So Mandalorian was releasing every Friday, right? Yeah. Then they were, they released that one episode on a Wednesday for rise of Skywalker that Friday. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's speculation that they may have just chose Wednesday all the way across because black widow is coming out on June 9th, which is a Friday. Ooh, interesting. And June 6th will be the second to last episode for Loki. Interesting. So I'm wondering if they didn't get the viewership they wanted on the Mandalorian and they're like, well, we'll just make this Wednesday so we don't have to fight the premiere. Mm-hmm. But like I was saying, um, 1.7 watched Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and 1.6 million watched WandaVision. And according to them, 3 million watched. Wow. Loki. So there's that. That's pretty epic. Yeah. Well, we also watched Loki and we have a review for the first episode without further ado. That was a little too loud. Next time we'll adjust that. But this is our Loki episode one review. Whoa. This thing is trippy, right? I loved it. I I really liked it. Yeah. I don't I don't know if I loved it yet. There's just a lot that they need to explain. Mm-mm, I think that's Marvel as a whole, but continue. Should we talk? Should we talk a little bit about first the non-spoilers and then we'll get into some spoilers? Sure. And then we'll go into In the Heights yeah. after that. Yeah. Okay. So but I'll just give like my full non-spoiler, then you give your full non-spoiler, okay? okay? What I think with the with this is that it was a very in- great introduction to Loki. Everybody thought that he was going to be turned into an, an anti-hero, and of course, that's what eventually happens in this. And that's not a spoiler, because we all knew that was coming. Um, what I love is how much Tom Hiddleston is just eating up every scene he's in, and how well Owen Wilson, how he works in the in the world. The TVA or the Time Variance Agency is crazy and weird and kind of like Wes Anderson-y, but um, I'm very interested to see what things that we know aren't actual, like, factual stuff. I think they're hiding a lot of things in this episode. Oh, of course. But overall, it's very strong. Um, where they're going with it, I think they're gonna. it's going to be like a multiverse time travel, like, fun romp where Loki just, like an evil Doctor Who, in a sense. But that was that. That's what I think. What do you think? Um, I I liked how it set it up from, um, what do you call it? Endgame, right? Mm-hmm. Hissing in Endgame. It ties into this, and you're like, oh, and then you, it just goes into there, and you kind of realize that you forgot about his character because you're like, oh, well, everything was fixed because of Endgame, right? But you kind yeah. of recognize, no, that's not the case. Maybe, but I liked seeing how condescending he was. Because he's Loki, and like you said, Tom Hiddleston eats up every scene. But then it explores more. I, li- I like the character development of him because it goes more in depth with him than we've seen without mm-hmm. Thor. Because usually he has Thor by his side to you know do the the compliment. But this is purely Loki and Tom Hiddleston, and just revealing more about his character and his motivations yeah. by the end. And like and and Owen Wilson was like a really good counterpart to balance that out. Well, there were certain things in this episode, too, that you would consider a slap in the face to a Marvel fan that's been invested for 10 years of certain plot details that have now been shown to be insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Oh, wait, hold on. You know what I'm talking about. I don't. You do know what I'm talking about. I don't about. know what you're talking about. Well, I'll have to tell you in the spoiler, so okay. remind me. So those type of things, I think, are already starting to, I guess I'll describe it, Ryan Johnson 
some of the fans no where people are getting split on it and they're like i don't like how they just fr- were so frivolous about this and then the other half just be like this is fun just go with it i'm in the this is fun category well should we i don't know do well, do I, I, that's where i'm at because i i will say just as a generic thing I liked the first episode more than I liked any of the other Marvel shows. Mm. It took the other Marvel shows, maybe two or three episodes for it to really hit. But like by the end of this episode, I was like, where is the second episode? Cause mm. it, I don't know. It was fun. It was quirky and it really was just different. Mm. I saw the second episode. I know you did. Don't spoil anything. You know more than I do now, but it's, it's it, the, the direction that we're going is very good. And I'm very excited to see where it goes. Can we talk spoilers a little bit? Should yeah, we dude, let's over? talk spoilers. All right, let's go ahead and put up our... All right, we're going to be spoiling a few things. So the insignificant part that I'm talking about is when Loki is walking past that person that's a desk worker, and he pulls out a drawer, and inside the drawer are all of the Infinity Stones Yeah, that they use as paperweights. Yeah. For somebody that's like... I didn't want Iron Man to die. Those are the main people that are upset. They're like, the sacrifice is for nothing. Why would you, why would you weaken the sacrifice for Black Widow and them just before the release? Like a lot of Marvel stands just being annoyed for no reason. Right. Well, and my point to that is why would there be a TV show, Loki, about a dead character, Loki, right? Mm. But the show addresses his own death, which I thought was really cool too. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that scene because that's the most emotional part of that entire pilot is he's, he's able to go back and look at his past stuff. And was this the one where he he's on the plane? No, that's a funny part, though. Is it in this second one where he's on a plane playing a prank with Thor? Or apparently there was a prank with Thor. Oh, right? You don't know the history behind that actual story, do you? No, I don't. Do you? OK, but that's from the first episode, right? Yeah. OK, so DB. Uh, what is it? DB something is the guy. Yeah. This is an actual story of a person, an actual man that got and got onto a plane when they were making a pit stop to get to a different des- destination, hijacked it, ransomed it for money, took off with 10 parachutes, disappeared, and nobody knows what happened to him to this day. So they basically put Loki in and said it was Loki. But that actually happened. Everything in that thing actually happened. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it was a funny part. And, and when he was like, I lost a bet to Thor. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Those are the Taika Waititi jokes that he brought in that really, like, makes it so so good. Yeah. Mm. Owen Wilson works so well with him, too, right? He does. I love, he's like, I'm a big fan. You know, I really like what you're doing. I'm surprised he didn't say, wow, wow you're a Loki. Wow, Loki, I'm a big fan. <laughs> The, the own Wilson why, impersonation. Why are you a bad guy, Loki? Why do you do bad things? What makes you tick? I'm sorry for using this device on you. And then, and then every time Loki's like, "You must be truly desperate." Yeah, he, <laughs> he like always has to throw that line in. I love Loki's mannerisms. Tom Hiddleston owns that role. He does. Nobody can play Loki but him. No, and I, he really has made Loki kind of like the more fun Joker. Yeah, I mean, it is the, the more fun, the less psychotic Joker. Only he is the god of mischief. So, but yeah, I love and that's the thing that they pointed out in this episode. Yeah, too. you're the god of mischief, but you don't really do mischievous things, right? So he's going to do some, right? Well, then Owen Wilson's character, like you said, has this kind of interesting fascination with Loki, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, why? Because you're working with the agency, 
Mm-hmm. You know, the he, judge doesn't like him. The judge doesn't like him. Nobody Who, in this agency likes him at all. We should talk about the timekeepers. Okay. Yeah. These three, as Loki defines them, space lizards. Yeah. Right? Sounds straight out of something that Utah. Never mind. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it, <laughs> I, was, I was listening to this. I'm like, uh oh, that's the lie. <laughs> but three space lizards control all of time right. and make sure that the multiverse doesn't expand and get out of proportion. They're basically trimming a bush. Right. That is the timeline, the the universe bush. The, the, the very strict in the sense that it, it's almost fate. Like you're fated to die in this way and you can't deviate from that, you know? Yeah. And that the second to deviate well, from the, that it's is... It's the question of agency. Right. And that, that's when the whole thing happens. And they're like, well, you you stepped out of line. Like this is this isn't how you're supposed to act. By the way, you know how much that would piss me off? I'm, in, I'm with Loki, dude. I'd be like, screw you guys. Mm. But, yeah, I can make my own destiny. Who are you people? And who are these people? That is the big question. Do these people exist, Steven? Do these people exist? I would say yes, but I in a different dimension. I don't trust this agency. We There's never been an agency that Marvel has given us that's been good. I don't even shield turn out to be kind of shady <laughs> in the end. Exactly. There's <laughs> never been an agency that's like, man, you guys really just keep coming out on top, don't you? You keep doing the good things. Yeah. Pim Tech even. Pim Tech, yep. <laughs> Doctor Strange's little thing, Starkness, Stark, Stark Industries. Yeah, they've yeah. all they've all been kind of crappy. Anything Spider Man has to deal with has to do with Stark Tech. Stark Tech keeps ruining Spider Man's life. <laughs> yep. But I to answer your question with these timekeepers, are they real? I would say yeah, like in a different universe because they are going into that phase of alternate universes with Doctor Strange, and they kind of hinted at it in WandaVision, you know. So I'm open to that. Mm. But I also love how the rules of this world don't make sense, but they do make sense. Like they still feel very confined in their space. Yeah. And seeing them happen, I'm like, I don't know how that would happen or how that would work. Like the device, you know, Loki wears around his neck and they yeah. even use it as a gag. Of, the reverse thing. Yeah. Of him trying to get up. And I, I laughed at that part, but mm. I, I, I'm very fascinated by how it works. And like, you see the outside world ish, you know, mm. and you're just like, what kind of what is this like it i love it dude i really do very cool well if you've seen loki episode one is there anything else that you want to cover with this um the yeah i will actually this was like actually a real cliffhanger where i don't know where it's going and i don't read the comics so there might be people who know but i don't think this is ryan johnsoning anything at all i just think it opens up the possibilities of where the universe can go well i just let me ask you let me ask these idiots this question okay let me ask you this do you want stakes moving forward in the MCU? Then you got to make something seem like it's less than. That's the rule of stakes, right? Yep. The higher the stake, the less another stake seems. Yep. And what what more can you do than Thanos other than to say there's something in an entirely different universe that you don't realize? Yep. They've already given you the biggest and baddest of this universe. It's time to move into the multiverse. Yep, and because I, if I'm not mistaken, time is a fourth dimensional thing, mm-hmm. and so if that brings into the question, like, that's where Dormammu was, right? And w- w- with Thanos, maybe I don't remember. Dormammu. Well, with Thanos, Thanos was very much a third dimensional thing, destroying galaxies, anything physical, what, whatever, you know. So I think this explores just different outcomes. My fear and my hope is they don't retcon any of the dead characters. Mm. I want them to be dead, like Black Widow. I'm sorry. And I worried just because her movie is coming out. It was supposed to come out before the show, granted. Yeah. But I'm hoping that it doesn't tie into that movie at all. 
So, well, remains to be seen. Maybe, maybe not. Let us know down below. We just talked about some low-key. But before we move to our next thing, let's give you a quick little ad. Right. So, oh, God. What? Better buy some merch. Oh, oh, we're threatening you. No, there's no threatening. Buy merch. Just buy merch. You think that you're going to listen to this episode without buying merch? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Dude, merch. Gaggle geeks. That. Do it again. Touch your chest. Buy that merch. Gaggle buy, geeks. Buy that merch. Mm. This is better, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So with that, let's move over to our final review of the night, which is in the Heights. I, I want to break out in a song, but people will go deaf. Well, the way that you were doing the singing was disrespectful. <laughs> it, it really it was, was disrespectful. Dude, that's, that's that was B- straight up disrespectful. That's, that's BTS stuff that nobody needs to know about. Uh, I think we should have been filming it, honestly. <laughs> oh, so, so, how dare you? There's a reason in I'm the never heights. into musicals. We'll just hey, do you know what's cool about this one? Yeah. We actually got to see it in the theater together. We did. We watched, we had ourselves a little date night with my wife. Yeah. It was Menage a Trois. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Oh, whoops. It was fun. <laughs> What'd you just do? I, I went to my uh, ghost friend. She's not there. How dare you? I know. What if she just appeared? That'd be so funny. Dude. When it just catch like, snap, there she is. <laughs> well, she was here for In the Heights, so technically she could review the movie with us if she wanted to. If she wanted to. Yeah, but she's got too many takes on how she just hated the film. And Wait, what? Oh, man. She hated the film? Mick, can I tell you something? Yeah. And like... This is off the record. Okay. Right? Yeah. She was so racist. Like, whoa. She went places. Natalie? Yeah. And I was like, why Why would you? This is an incredible film about inclusion. And she was like, how dare you? I, I, do you have to? I, def- couldn't, I couldn't understand. The rapping was too fast. Or, and I was like, how, what do you mean? The rapping was too fast. Do, do you have do you have paperwork lined up now? That's kind of a deal breaker. No, that's not a deal. I love my wife. How dare you? Oh well, this is how awkward. dare you? <laughs> how dare you? That's my wife. Okay, I she know. can have whatever take she wants. All I'm saying is she could definitely come and talk about the movie with us whenever she wanted, and it could be a cut back to, but she won't. <sighs> yeah, but anyway, in the <laughs> I think it's so good, dude. It's my favorite movie of the summer. It it is. I. You, you, it's yours? It is. Yeah! Dude, seriously, because you invited me to it. I'm like, okay, I don't really know much about the movie, but I'll go. Why not? You know, back to the theater. Mm-hmm. And just... It's and, the best movie to go back to the theater, too. If you're going to go back to the movie theaters, A Quiet Place Part 2 is okay. Yeah. And I, I'm cutting that story. It's very, very good. <laughs> you should definitely go see A Quiet Place 2. You really should, especially in a theater. In the Heights, see in a theater with a crowd. Yeah, that's the difference. See it with a crowd, because well, it's because it has like right from the get go the amount of energy that just mm. you need to be punched in the face with like this like lively story, you know. And I was smiling from like the first 
30 seconds, you know? Yeah. Well, it, quickly, you see where they're going with it. Like, they give you the baby. Did you get what I was saying with the baby driver style? Yeah. Yeah. Are they like this? Someone spraying a sidewalk is to the beat. Somebody yep. swinging their keys is to the beat. And um, the way they were able to incorporate that, also incorporate Lynn Manuel's style that you've seen from Hamilton and this beautiful, incredible directing by John Chu, who directed Crazy Rich Asians, who's done all of the previous Hamilton stuff, and I think recorded the Broadway in the Heights too. He he gets a real clap. It was he was incredible with this. Learning about how they did the pool scene, which if you ever get a chance, it's on Variety. You could check out the article. They describe how they do this, and also in the Heights, it's in theaters and on HBO Max. So I guess you could watch it on HBO Max. They have a huge TV and surround sound and cannot be distracted. And you can watch it with your family. I mean, I think it's However, a However, go to a film. theater if you can. Yeah, but... Like, can we talk about the theater experience? I loved it. Okay, so the first thing that happened, a little scary, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be honest, the line for concessions was huge when we went out. And then we, we go back in because the line was too long. We didn't realize the line was too long because everybody in line was for our movie. So it was supposed to start at 7. They had to delay it. And then we hear that they're now making sure everybody can have, like, your groups have a seat distance, but group up as much as you can because we're going to pack this place is basically what Rich said. Rich is going to be on this show later, the uh, tomorrow, next week. Nice plug. Tonight, in an hour. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he said that, and the, the place filled up. There are some Lin-Manuel fans, man. Like, they were there like it was Avengers Endgame. They were there for it, right? Yeah. And the first number comes in, and, yeah, everybody clapped after it. I'm glad they didn't later on. Like, I don't think the movie gave them the chance to do it like they did in the first number. Yeah. But, uh, so good. Well, it's good. The first song was, like, almost eight minutes long. Mm. And it just, not only does it show you the world that they live in or this neighborhood that they live in and, you get like you get a bit you get a feel for all the characters that are going to be part of this story. I mean, like every single character has their own motif throughout mm -hmm. all the songs. You know, it's I do I freaking loved it. And I don't like musicals that much. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Yeah. Well, the music was great. I think all of the characters were fantastic. The acting, you just it's it's such a difference when you see people that want to be in the movie, you know? Yeah. When you see someone, you're like, you're putting everything into this, and all I can do is just watch in awe. Yeah, and that especially was with Anthony Ramos and Corey uh, Hawkins. Yeah, they both were incredible in this movie. Um, favorite songs, favorite favorite moments. Ninety six thousand, dude. That's Dollars, the, holla. That's that's the top of my thing. I list. That's the first song I listened to on the way home afterward, mm -hmm. and. I'm surprised because they released the first eight minutes of the movie, mm. but I'm surprised they didn't release one more song to really hype it up. Uh, they were but, already giving away this movie. But then, then I was thinking too, because that music number in the movie and the way like the, the, the swimming pool and everything, right? I mean, the way they pull this off is so incredible, right? Mm -hmm. And, oh man. I'm glad they didn't really, I, I felt like you need to see that, that scene particular on the big screen. Like there's mm -hmm. so much stuff you need to see on the big screen. That's best not to be shared until after the movies out on DVD, maybe, you know, and with a group of people that are able to be with you and in share, like you feel the energy through the entire theater. Like I, people want to jump out of their seats in moments. And I've been watching 
Have you seen some of these Twitter videos of people in screenings? No. It's it's very much like what was happening with Black Panther, where people were straight up doing dances in the aisles, and like it's a it's a moment. That's what this that's what it feels like. It's an experience. It is. It's a ride. It's a theme park, Martin Scorsese, and it's so cool. Should, should I tell the audience what you told me? What? Corey Hawkins can get it. <laughs> no, before the, before the show, Patrick said, "Chaz, if I don't feel you shaking the whole world, you're kicked off the show." So I had to like wiggle my butt. You did? I did. Okay, good. I, I caught a couple times looking on the corner of my. You went. Like you were like, yeah, <laughs> when stuff happened, you were like, or you'd be like, mm-hmm. The, the music's so good. Yep, when they would get to those big moments. Um, some of my favorite moments. Here's the thing. So I loved almost all the all the music in it, but the only times where I was a little bit miffed were they were just doing dialogue and singing the dialogue. Yeah. it was. It, there's only one song that really does that either, but I love the Tell Me Something I Don't Know song. I love the Benny on the Dispatch song. Um, uh, Paciencia y Fe, which, dude, the emotional linchpin of the entire film is Abuelita, or is that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and her being able to just like deliver the biggest kick to your tearsicles you will ever have. Yep. It hit so hard when I first watched it. I, when I was watching it a second time with you guys, I really wanted to leave at that point. I was like, this is going to kick. This is going to kick. And I, it's weird because we were just talking about how much we would love that we want this with an audience. Those are moments that I want personal, though. Yeah. Like, I want a ball to it. It's very hard to suppress that. Did you and get like, a ball? You should have balled. Nah, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that in a theater. Like, your 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 body stops that. Oh, no, and dude. You do it in the theater. It, it, either, it either stops it or you try to stop it and it ends up being twice as bad. You know, you know, when somebody tries to suppress something and like they accidentally spit up a huge booger or something horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That you could that, get a brain aneurysm from that. That that would happen if you're trying to suppress it. And then you do that weird cough like that. <laughs> and then, mm -hmm. you know, I would totally do that. But it it was so good that moment and learning about the history of her and how she immigrated and the theme of dreamers yeah. in this. Like. Aswanita. That's the thing that they say through the entire thing. That's what a dream is. And literally going into it when they talk about the the youngest character and him trying to get into school because he's an illegal immigrant that it gets revealed and he's needs to find a way in. And how that happens, you don't know. But ah, so good. I loved it, man. I, I that's all I can say is I loved it. And I, I wonder if this, this brings up an interesting conversation because, like you said, some of the songs where they're just talking, but singing like it was kind of, it's very Broadway esque and it might work for Broadway. Right. But I wonder if now we're in the new era of translating Broadway to film where it doesn't do it quite as well. You might have to make a few adjustments, you know, but still be okay with the story. Does that make sense? I don't know if it, I don't know if that's honestly been the case. Like if it's not translated well, well, because well, I mean, because like that whole scene, I mean, they could have had that whole scene, but like just still talk or whatever. But then if you think about it, too, musicals have always been long and always had one song that was out of place, even though the sound of music has a right, has right, a, right, right. But I'm, I'm just saying that, like, it, it might work on the stage and for that in-person performance stuff. But for, for the sake of cinema or, or film, 
I, I bet it could be trimmed because there's stuff making comic books even or novels. This, this the little stuff that you have, might have to sacrifice just for the the story you're trying to tell on the big screen. You know what I mean? Mm. Because I feel like there might have been a few songs that were kind of maybe just a little bit redundant to the theme that they were trying to really pounce into. You know? Mm. Um. So and I, I'll talk to you if you want after the show. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil anything for this. I've dude. already been spoiling it. What do you mean? I think I spoiled it. I spoiled the dreamer thing. That's not really spoiling, though. Eh, it kind of was. It's not. Okay. All right. It's so good. It is. I just want to stop the show and go listen to it now. And I will say this. There is a post-credit scene. Stay. Oh, yeah. And Stay for the post-credit it. scene. And why don't we know that stuff when we're in the screeners? They know it. Tell us before we leave. You know what's funny? I was about to like turn to you and be like, hey. Do we need to stay, but you're already standing up. And I'm like, I and guess I'd already left. Cause like my, <laughs> I, I like getting out of there and getting my thoughts first. Cause I don't like waiting in line to tell my thoughts right. to the people. I like just running out behind and then going from there. I got you. What would you rate this? Um, on my letterbox, I gave it five out of five. Nice. I think I went nine out of 10, but second time around 9.5. Probably it really is like, this is the summer movie. This is the one. It is. It, I don't think Black Widow will beat it. I'll be sad if it does. I don't think anything is going to beat this. Because it, it, it's so necessary. And, it, and it's about community. It it's is. something that's so necessary right now. We don't need like another Marvel film. We need a film about a block being able to look at each other and help each other. And be family. Mm-hmm. Something that America just doesn't have anymore. We're so afraid of each other. Everyone's terrified of each other. It's about family, not afraid of you. Style. What? 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 No, I'm just kidding. You want to fight? I, see, now I'm afraid of you. Do you want to fight? No. We're gonna do a stand up. Go to the go to the first. See, this won't stop. Ah, see, stop it. Ah, <laughs> that's it. That's the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's about families. I I loved it, man. I. I want to say more about it, but like, go see it on the big screen. Go see it on the big screen if you can. If you can't, if the vaccine doesn't work for you, if you're still immune compromised, watch it on HBO Max on the biggest screen you can with your family. And I just I want to say one more thing. Um, the I the, the 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 what do you call it? snow cone guy? I thought it was funny. Lin Manuel ice cream. Yeah, His he makes a cameo. Really yeah. Yep, so. I liked it a lot. And please let us know what your guys' thoughts are on In the Heights. We're going to close out this episode today. It has been a fun episode, maybe a little bit shorter, but still, we got a lot down. Like I feel like we talked about a lot today. We did talk about a lot. Where can the people find you, and what are you working on, Chaz? Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow my podcast, Over and Under, Ours Exposed. Just have a new episode out. Very It's cool. a solo cast. Nice. Do you call it solo cast, or do you call it solo podcast? Uh, or just a solo episode that a podcast i don't know okay it's just a podcast episode i am i am people that could do solo podcasts that's a lot of work 23 takes i'd be very (laughs) i have so much like self-hate i'd be like shut up like half it would be like so what do you guys think about this no that's stupid you know, yeah, that'd be all the thing. Check us out on patchbaterviews.com. Of course, Gaggle Geek, Slop Drop, Button Mashing, all of the shows that we've got going on. And um, of course, Instagram. We didn't even talk about the Instagram stuff. Do we need to do that? Yeah. We've worked very hard, people. We worked very hard on our 1,000 Instagram followers, which we hit last week. 
Oh, wow. Well, that. it's okay. We it, it got it. So we hit a thousand Instagram followers last week, and Instagram, I guess, decided to just lock us out for a week because of that. Um, whenever I would tap on anything to go to it, and I'm not kidding you, this actually <laughs> happened. And it, I, I'm not gonna lie, I will tell you what the process was to get to a thousand because it's not really a secret. You interact and engage, and yeah. you share, and you like, and you comment. I did it so much that Instagram thought I was a robot <laughs> and they blocked us for a week because I just kept messaging people saying, hi, I love what you're doing. Um, commenting on their stuff. That's really what it comes down to with the social media, at least on Instagram side yeah. is being able to get a wave out for them to notice you and then show them that you appreciate what they're doing. Yeah. Instagram hated that shit. And they were like, no, and kicked us out. Dude, I was broken. This week was sad for me. It was a week of just empty. I've been working so hard on that Instagram and they just took it for, I didn't know if it was even coming back yesterday uh, for the first half of the day. I was just refreshing. Can I like someone's post? Can I say hi? Can I do anything? Nothing happened. So, so was it exactly seven days, like to the hour oh, yeah. to midnight Eastern time is when they unlocked it. Oh my God. So yeah, uh, this is the explanation to the people because we did lose some followers and it makes sense. Like we were so engaged to just drop off for a week. Yeah, of course. You know, that makes sense yeah. to the people that stuck around. Thank you. And you like we're already, I was like, let's like everybody and say hello <laughs> to everybody because I missed you. And people have missed us. It looks like we we've gotten a few positive comments back to us and I hope that we can keep growing with that. Um, the Instagram Indiana Jones 4K giveaway. We just got the digital code today. So please, if you can, make sure that you're following us on Instagram, Gaggle Geek Show. That's all you need to do. And that giveaway is going to one of the lucky people that have been following us and supporting us. So thank you again. There may be some more coming to other people that are in our, our group. So thank you so much as always for watching. And we will see you later on Gaggle on.